0: A lot of the veterinarians, you know, you just you just want to have your own practice, and then you open it, and then you 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 figure that you're, you're just going to stumble your way through the business part of it. So I'm just trying to get be proactive in that way, and and just not letting it be overwhelming when I decide to open my practice, and just having two years where like I get to learn about you know more about financial analysis, market analysis, also um, leadership skills, like all these things that go into having your own practice. Um, I just think it's an amazing opportunity while I'm able to practice veterinary medicine.
1: Hey everyone, I'm your host, Courtney Post, and this is Let's Vet Together by Subeto, a show where we'll be highlighting stories of growth, ownership, and well being in the veterinary industry and having real conversations about how we can make veterinary medicine better for everyone. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We're glad you're here. If you've already been a part of our community, make sure to follow us on whatever platform you're listening from, and give us a review to let us know how we're doing. We really appreciate you for coming back. Welcome to Let's Vet Together. Before we dive into our conversation today about our graduation to ownership business fellowship, I want to kick off this talk, just like we do every one of our episodes, with giving our guest an opportunity to introduce herself um, and also um, talk about, you know, if she brought any local treat that she'd like to, to share with listeners. So I'd like to turn this over to my awesome guest, Dr. Di Lopez. Uh, can you please introduce yourself?
0: Hi, my name is Dianette Lopez. Well, hearing um doctor before
1: that um, is exciting. But... It's, real. it's real. This is our first conversation where Daya is officially a doctor uh, when, when her and I are connecting. So that was very purposeful that I introduced you as that, Daya. Well, thank you. <laughs>
0: Um, so, yeah, my name is Diana Lopez, but I go by Daya. Um, I'm a veterinarian and um, I just moved to Chicago, so I'm still getting to know the local places. But um, I lived in New York for a summer and I fell in love with this bakery, Levain Bakery, that um, they have a one in New York and one in D.C., and then, actually, when I was in my interview at Chicago, the place that I chose across the street, they were opening a new Chicago really? location. Yeah, I was like, "Is this? This is that's a, a sign. That's a sign." Um. So yeah, Levain mm-hmm. Bakery.
1: If you haven't been, you should visit. What the- is your favorite treat from this bakery? Because as I come to visit you in Chicago and see West Loop, I'm going into this bakery. What am I? What am I choosing, Dia? You have to get the chocolate walnut cookie. Done. Right. Hands hands down, the
0: best cookie I've ever tried.
1: <laughs> oh wow! Well, I I love that you were destined to be at this hospital. You were destined to be in Chicago. You actually just manifested that bakery, your favorite bakery. Uh, across the street. So, um, why don't you give us a little bit about your background and your journey to becoming a veterinarian, and um, and then we'll talk a little bit about where you are today. All right.
0: Um, well, I like to say that I, um, enjoy stepping out of my comfort zone. So I have moved to a couple places trying to get a career in uh, veterinary medicine. So I was born and raised in Puerto Rico until I was 18. Uh, we don't have a veterinary school there. So I always knew that I needed to leave, unfortunately. And then for undergraduate, I went to university of Georgia. I always I knew that I wanted to do vet school, so I tried to go to an undergrad that had a good vet school. So I did that, um, go dogs, and then I went, and then I went to North Carolina um, to do to pursue my career in veterinary medicine. Um, and then now I moved to Chicago with my fiance and our two dogs to officially start my career um, in
1: in in the industry. Awesome. You know, just last night at dinner, I'll share with you, Daya, that I was um, chatting with my daughters about um, my affinity to any university that has a dog as a mascot and you both undergrad and your veterinary school. Yeah. To dogs. And I didn't even like think about our podcast today. I was just <laughs> sharing with them that I just like, I tend to root for a team that has a dog as a mascot. Like it's just, awesome. a, you know logical it makes sense yes yeah, <laughs> super logical so so um you are um in the inaugural class of our graduation to ownership our go business fellowship so for those listening that is, are not familiar with go this is a program for early career veterinarians for uh someone just like dia who um have just graduated veterinary school is going to go work in an awesome uh, hospital and also continue education um, about practice ownership and just ownership in general and financial acumen and leadership skills. Uh, This is just an ongoing two years of continued learning and application in practice. So I would love to hear um, any specific experiences you had in either undergraduate or in veterinary school that influence your decision to to continue to pursue ownership or at least explore, you know, further educating yourself about the possibility of ownership in the future?
0: Yeah, um, let me just, Georgia, sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I feel like I've always, I've always had ownership in my mind. It really comes from my parents. Like they had their own law practice and they were always talking to me about, you know, being your own boss and having a vision and having that become a reality. So I think like that really, um, was like the seed of, of me wanting to be an owner. And then, um, when I was an undergrad, I really focused on developing my leadership skills. Cause I feel like that's like the most important thing that you need um, to be a business owner. And then once I got into vet school, I was involved with the VBMA, VBMA and I got their business certificate, which you need like a certain amount of lectures uh, that you assist to be able to get that. Mm-hmm. So that also got me excited. Yeah. And then uh, my best experience in undergrad has been God, <laughs> Georgia.
1: Yeah. Oh, my best. I mean, real life, real life, folks. I, before we started recording I said to die, I hope my dogs don't start barking and like, you know, busting into my office and trying to jump on my lap during this call. So it's the real, real life of, of two dog lovers that are, that are trying to record something.
0: And she's a puppy. So she's still learning how
1: to to behave.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think she'll stop now um but yeah then um and we had an opportunity in my clinical year to take a practice management class and that really cemented that ownership is for me we got to work with this amazing practice that really embodied like a lot of the things that I that I want Mm -hmm. and we got to do like their financial analysis market analysis like we had access to like all their paperwork and we got to really like do everything um,
1: from, from the back. Behind the curtain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I learned so much there. And um not that, you know, I can just own my practitioner right now, but I feel like it it made it a little bit less scary. So sure. that's my experiences uh um, coming up to now. I feel like with ownership, now it gets a kind of a bad rap. Like I feel like most people told didn't encourage me to do it just because they they're like, it's a lot of work, but I'm like, I'm excited to just get this experience in these next two years, that'll
1: get me prepared for, for, for that time. Awesome. So talk to me about choosing a practice to go and work in. I mean, like, so take the go program out of it. Like, how did you start to explore the different clinical opportunities for you? You know, obviously our veterinary students that are listening know that there's just an abundance of opportunities available to you. How did you even start to um, select a hospital? What factors, you know, weighed in on your decision? I'd love to hear about that.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie for any- that graduate soon it's pretty overwhelming like there's so many things that you want but um it made it easy for me to like just choose like what are my top 3 like non-negotiable important things that I'm going to um let that guide uh, my interview and process and they were really like mentorship culture and then high quality medicine so mm-hmm. those are my my big 3 that I looked into a practice um, and then some of the methods that I use to assess that, like culture, I talked to so many, I, I did day visits on, on the, on all the clinics that I, that I considered. And mm-hmm. I asked mostly like receptionists and technicians, also veterinarians, but also them, like, do you feel heard? Do you feel valued? Do you have opportunities for growth? and then I asked everybody like what's the thing that you love most about the practice and what they could work on Mm -hmm. um so that was like really nice just very open-ended to see what people say and um I asked if people hung out after work like I I like those things so um, that was another way and then obviously just being there and and seeing how they collaborate um, was how I assess culture and then mentorship I I asked if they had a program and then looked into that but I think I don't know sometimes like it can be like a very rigorous program but not really tell you like much about really how the mentorship is and I think it was really nice to talk to new graduates that's what I every new grad or recently like one year out I asked them how was their onboarding and if they felt supported um if they were ever alone if they felt like they could ask questions without like annoying anybody um and then high quality how
1: methodical this process was for you oh there was this the is very methodical you were, you were um, exceptionally methodical in this process
0: yes I like wrote this down actually in my in my school they make us think about this they give us like this assignment about like all the things that you should look into and then picking your top values this isn't everything. And I actually use that to like, help me start. It's
1: great. great. Listen, you should align to, you know, any professional opportunity that you're in and, and also talk to the people around you. Right. I, I love that, that you really elicited their, their feedback you know and and those are going to be your colleagues those are going to be you know your team of people supporting you so I I think that's really important um so share with us a little bit about the practice you're going to and and what really spoke to you about Westloop.
0: um there are so many things I remember leaving that day like wow this practice is amazing um and the biggest one was culture actually like that hadn't happened in another interview where like every single person that I asked what they liked most about the practice they all set culture without like even me asking like anything before it was just like everybody loves working there and you can tell not only by what they tell you but like how they collaborate like from like CSRs to veterinarians just like they're very in sync and everybody really cares about their job so I mean you know that has to lead into the patient care so Absolutely. it was really the culture um I also liked uh that they used a lot of fear-free practices and like a lot of um positive reinforcement. Um they have like very like nice new equipment, like things that I can learn how to use, like they have laparoscopy and like the st- things like that, but continue
1: um, to learn. Yeah.
0: And it was honestly the most as an organized person myself, but um, there were, it was the most organized interview I've ever had. Like um, like from this time, and this time you're going to shadow this person, you're going to do dentistry, you're going to do surgery, you can shadow appointments. And it was a nice way that I got to really get to know everybody, not just like the owner or the medical director, but like um, multiple doctors on board. And I loved every single one of them. So I was like, this is going to be a, a great place that I feel like
1: could mentor me um and i can fit in it sounds like it wasn't just the bakery across the street right? it wasn't just <laughs> i'm not going to lie it, it was, was on the, the <laughs> pro list <laughs> it was on the pro list so let's talk a little bit about the go program um, that, that again, you being a part of this inaugural class, we're super excited about it. Um, you know, we had the opportunity to spend some time together uh this past uh January, uh, you know, before this program's even really kicked off. Um, and this is, you know, as part of Suveto, you know, that stands for supporting veterinary ownership. We feel like we want to create this space to continue to to lean into your interests and your desire to to learn and look behind the curtain and um um, everything you've learned as part of being, uh, you know, uh, in VBMA, how does that really show up for you now that you're in practice? And what's that then continued learning loop look like? So I would love to hear from you. Like, what motivated you to even be interested in this program? Like, what what what, what piqued your interest?
0: Yeah. So I mean, I I know what my long term goal is, which is to be an owner. So I thought a program where, you know, I still get to be an associate veterinarian and you know, make the same like have amazing benefits, but then in addition, like keep learning. Like I love, I love learning and just having that support in the business aspect because I feel like a reason people are intimidated for ownership is because of the lacking business background. Like a lot of the veterinarians, you know, you just you just want to have your own practice and then you open it and then you 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 figure that you're, you're just going to stumble your way through the business part of it. So I'm just trying to get be proactive in that way and. And just not letting it be overwhelming when I decide to open my practice and just having two years where like, I get to learn about, you know, more about financial analysis, market analysis, also um, leadership skills, like all these things that go into having your own practice. um, I just think it's an amazing opportunity while I'm able to practice veterinary medicine. Um, So I'm really excited about that. And then I really like that at the end of the two years, you know, there's a conversation about like... Where do you see yourself? Like, do you want to be an owner with Sabeto Do you want to be an independent owner? And then, you know, that we're going to be supported, whatever decision we make. So uh, I just hadn't seen a program like that. And honestly, like, it was a really big factor into my decision of like, a practice that, you know, I wouldn't have this program versus this practice where I would get, get this. So well,
1: we're so excited to have you, Diane. I know West Loop is so excited uh, to you for you to be joining their team. And um, I would love to hear just looking back, what were some of the challenges? Because you know, it sounds like you were very organized, you were very methodical, you understood what values you were looking for, you um you approached, you know, the the whole process of kind of looking into your future with a lot of clarity, but I'm sure that there was some some point that you had uncertainty or that you know that you you felt like you had you know to kind of work through you know just some of the you know maybe fear about the future that could you share a little bit of that with us
0: yeah um I think the the worst part for me was the negotiation like Mm -hmm. just having to to advocate for yourself and like you, you need to sell yourself right and you're like you have all this imposter syndrome. You're like, I haven't even started, but I have to talk about all the things that I know I can do. So I think that part was uh, was a struggle to go through negotiation. And then I get, I don't know, I get very personal with the people that I meet. And when I had to say no to certain practices, like <laughs> it was really, yeah. Like other yeah. practices that were also, you know, really great, amazing with uh, amazing people and just have to be like, no um, was also like just a, just a learning curve that I learned to navigate, but, um, it was, it was a struggle, but I feel like I learned a lot about myself and, uh, about the process through it.
1: Awesome. So words of, of advice or encouragement for, for any listeners that maybe, maybe a fourth year starting their fourth year, uh, right now, maybe rising third year, you know, it's never too early to start to think about your future. Um, but any words of advice for, for those listeners, Daya? Um, honestly,
0: like lean on your classmates. I feel like I did that a lot. Like I I had a lot of uncertainty. Am I even going to start practicing? Am I going to do an internship? Am I going to do a residency? Like, I feel like that was a lot of a big trouble for me. And like, but honestly, like it's, it's going to be okay. Lean on your classmates and whatever decision you make, know that that's not, that's not the, the end all, like if you decide that you want to go into practice, you go into practice. And then if you don't like it, you can go back and do an internship and a residency. If you start starting, you do an internship and you don't like it. You can be take those, what you learn in that year and go into practice. Uh, the best thing about this profession, and I know there's many more options out there, is that, that we have many options to divert into. So even though it feels like this is the biggest decision you've ever made, like you can always change course and um, just go with your gut to what makes you happy and excited about the next year and, and, and tackle that.
1: And man, I feel like that, that advice can apply to all aspects of your life. Like you are, you know, you're in the driver's seat. you know, don't be afraid of, of pivoting and making, you know, making changes. Um, and, uh, but when you follow, you know, kind of the process that you did, Daya, and know what you're looking for and, and, you know, investing in yourself to, to, to continue to, to explore education and this path to ownership, um, you know, it it helps make the decision a a little bit easier because you're being honest and true to yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For me, this was like, I already know I want to be an owner. so like this is the best opportunity for me to set myself up for success.
1: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me today. I cannot wait to come visit you at West Loop and also the bakery. I mean, yeah, I'm ready. I am ready. And um, maybe we'll, uh, we'll see your dogs. That's not a puppy anymore when we're there too. You know, it's like, we'll share our love of bakery dogs and, excellent decision-making skills. So (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for Uh, it. I can't wait to work with you in the future. And uh, thanks so much for your time today. Me too. Thank you so much.